Are you also tired of one-size-fits-all weight loss plans? Meet Noom, the personalized solution that meets you where you are. Noom is able to understand your unique needs, from dietary restrictions to medical concerns. Unlike restrictive programs, Noom embraces your lifestyle and choices. Discover a sustainable approach to weight loss, tailored just for you. Honestly, Noom felt like it was made for me. It's not just about what I eat. It's about understanding why. With Noom, I've learned so much about myself and built healthier habits that stick. It's all about progress, not perfection. Say goodbye to restrictive diets and experience the Noom app for yourself with personalized lessons and expert coaching. Noom's psychology and biology-based approach has helped over 5.2 million people achieve their goals. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first-ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Star Wars 7x7, episode 2101. Dangerous Debt is season 7, episode 7 of The Clone Wars and the third of a four-part story arc and a stronger third part than in our previous story arc. Punch it! Hey Rebel Razor, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. Thank you so much for joining me for it. So, Dangerous Debt as a third part of a four-part story arc. You know, when you compare it to On the Wings of Kiridax, which was of course the third part of the four-part story arc featuring the Bad Batch, well, it's a similar kind of situation. You have the heroes in a crisis situation. In the case of On the Wings of Kiridax, the episode kicks off where they're basically pinned down. Our heroes are pinned down. They've just freed Echo and now they have to figure out how to escape. In a similar fashion for Dangerous Debt, our heroes, the Martez sisters and Ahsoka Tano, have been captured and are trying to figure out how they're going to escape. So similar things, you know, both sets of heroes are figuring out how they're going to escape their predicament in the third of a four-part story arc. Now at the time, the reason why I said that the episode on the wings of Kiridax was comparatively unnecessary was that it didn't give us any narrative development, it didn't give us any character development really. It was just an action-packed episode. Not that there's anything wrong with that. It certainly had its enjoyable moments to be sure, but it feels like there were missed opportunities for character development, particularly with Echo, who had just been freed from that, you know, terrible, horrible hookup that he'd been in that Matrix-like plug-in to the whole, you know, Trade Federation, uh, Techno Union devices and whatnot. So it seemed like there were opportunities for them to do stuff with Echo in that episode that they didn't take advantage of. And so that was why it kind of felt like, okay, now we have to see how they break out. And again, you know, there were some exciting moments in there, some good fun, but uh, it felt like there were missed opportunities and ultimately made me feel like I know how necessary the episode was from a storytelling standpoint. That's as opposed to Dangerous Debt, where basically the storyline, and this is a full spoiler episode, so if you haven't watched the episode and don't want it spoiled for you, well, there's your warning. The whole episode is the Martezes and Ahsoka trying to escape and briefly escaping and then being recaptured. I mean, that's pretty much it in a nutshell. 
but in the midst of the episode, you get some strong character development. And, you know, maybe that's one of the advantages that this story arc has that the Bad Batch story arc didn't necessarily have because the Marteses are not known characters. And so there is a little bit of backstory building that can happen, whereas... You know, we know all the clones, with the exception of the Bad Batch ones who appeared in the Bad Batch, and so, you know, maybe there's not as much character development that could happen, potentially, but I, again, I feel like there was some work to be done with Echo. That being said, we find out early on the reason why the Martez sisters are not viewing the Jedi very kindly, and amazingly enough, it actually ties back into the episode Hostage Crisis, which was at the end of the very first season of the Clone Wars, where Zero the Hutt had been being held prisoner by the Republic, and Cad Bane broke him out. So there's stuff that happens in between that episode and Hunt for Zero, which was the sequel to Hostage Crisis, and it's what happens in the interim between those two episodes that gets detailed by the Martez sisters, where they tried to escape down an underworld, underworld portal, and in the midst of the fighting between the Jedi and the Bounty Hunters, Cad Bane damaged a transport ship, and the Jedi managed to move it away from a populated platform, but in slamming it against an underworld portal wall, they actually slammed it against the apartment building wall where the Martez sisters were living and growing up. And tragically, they were able to escape what their parents were killed in the process. The parents were able to get them out in time, but the parents died. And that was the event during which they were orphaned. And then afterward, Luminara Unduli apparently visited them and said, it's okay, the Force will be with you, which, oh man, the Jedi are just so out of touch sometimes. So, obviously the Martez sisters have a pretty good reason for not looking fondly at the Jedi, and so as if Ahsoka needed a reason to hide her Jedi nature before, well, now she really has one, although, you know... They're also being held prisoner by the Pikes, so you would think maybe a little of that would go out the window. Maybe not. Anyway, Ahsoka gets her opportunity when Rafa is tortured for you know trying to f find out where the spice is, and as she's unconscious and they take uh, Trace to try to torture her, that's when Ahsoka gets her chance to use the Force to unlock the prison door, and then they try to escape. And over the course of the rest of the episode, the relationship complexities continue to deepen between Trace and Rafa and Ahsoka, which is really good stuff. And ultimately, you know, Ahsoka just has to do the right thing, and the Pikes figure out that that's what's going to happen. They are able to capture Rafa and Trace and make it look like they're going to, you know, execute them out in the open, but... No, that's not what they're doing. They're just trying to get Ahsoka to reveal herself so they can capture her as well. All part of their plan to try and figure out what happened to the spice. Man, they're not going to be happy when they find out that Trace dumped it in hyperspace. So, you know, all of this is fantastic stuff. And even if, even if they did not include that scene, and we're going to talk about that scene in a second, it still would have been a solid episode. It was action-packed, it had character development, and it deepened the story of the Clone Wars. It made it richer, it made it more complex. It added that 
additional moral ambiguity to the situation by talking about what happens when the Jedi are engaged in you know, battles and difficulty with people like scoundrels, like bounty hunters and so forth. Not just the war, but also, you know, the bad guys and the cost of keeping the peace at some point. So, yeah, there were a lot of good things about this episode. And before I talk about that scene, which was just kind of the icing on the cake, I just want to say, hey, it's the weekend if you have a moment amidst everything else that's going on and you think about it and you haven't done it before, I would greatly appreciate it if you would consider leaving a rating or a review on the podcast app of your choice, wherever you're catching this episode, please leave a rating or a review. It helps more people get a daily dose of Star Wars joy because it tells the algorithms that, hey, this is worth showing to other people. I know, you know, it's a lot in this time, but you know, sometimes this kind of edge taking off is exactly what we need. And you know, that's what I'm trying to deliver on a day-to-day -day basis, especially nowadays. So thank you very much for considering it. I really appreciate it. So that scene, it turns out that for some unknown reason as of now, there are Mandalorians on Obadiah, and one of them happens to be Bo-Katan. So they didn't really exactly make a secret of it in the sense that Bo-Katan is listed in the end credits, played by Katie Sackhoff. So yeah, she is back in the picture. We knew she was coming back anyway, but now here she is a couple of episodes earlier than we might have expected. In fact, as they are watching events unfold and see Ahsoka, there's a conversation that happens amongst Bo-Katan and her Mandalorian companions. This is that conversation right here. What do you think? I'm not sure. It could be the Jedi I met on Karlak, but if it is her, what is she doing here? Her presence could compromise our mission. Perhaps, but don't forget we have a common enemy. Let's keep track of her. She could be of use to us. So that's some exciting stuff, right? But it gets better because one of Bo-Katan's Mandalorian companions is played by Sharmila Devar. And if that name doesn't ring a bell, it didn't with me in all honesty. Sorry, that's the honest truth. But who she plays will ring a bell. And that's Ursa Wren. Yes, indeed. Sabine Wren's mother. So Bo-Katan and Ursa Wren. And a third Mandalorian person who is not identified in the end credits, which was unfortunate, but that's okay. Something big is going on on Obadiah, and I think there might be a bit of a revelation in that regard. So the whole Together Again thing, which is the title of the final episode in the story arc, it does make you wonder if it means that you know, Anakin is actually joining the fray after having sensed Ahsoka leaving Coruscant, or if it's going to turn out that it's Bo-Katan and Ahsoka Tano back together again. And that is still to be revealed in the final episode of the story arc next week, but for now, that is going to do it for this episode of the show. I'm not sure if the microphone is picking up our video production assistant Padme in the background, why she is awake at this hour, who knows? <laughs> but anyway, we'll go see what's going on with her. She must have something important to tell me about with this particular episode. Um, anyway, that's going to do it. So thank you so much for joining me for this Clone Wars briefing, as always. And may the curve be flattening for you wherever in the world you may be.
podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other related Star Wars items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2019 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.